Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Three, two, one. But I'm working out. I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer. Jim Calhoun, NASCAR icon Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kirk Herbstreet is on the phone. Welcome in, everybody, episode Here. 707 of the podcast. The Ultra Sports Podcast presented by Betfred Sportsbook. It is Monday, May 8th, 2023. People, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody is having a great day. And let me just say this. You don't have to adjust your headset. You don't have to check your 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 earbuds. Yes, you are hearing Torres on a Monday episode of the Air Torres Pod. Told you there would be no new episodes this week, but then we got late breaking news on Saturday. Bronny James, the son of LeBron, has committed to USC, and so I figured, what the heck? We'll fire up the mic. We'll give you a Monday show before I get out of town. Before I hit the beach. Before I have a couple cold beverages along the sand. So today's show is pretty straightforward. This is what we're going to do. We're going to talk Bronny James, his commitment to USC, what it means, all that good stuff. I live in LA. This is a fascinating story. I am so excited to see it unfold. We will discuss all of that. And then from there, we'll take a quick break. And I thought I was going to maybe pre-record this segment anyway. But with Hunter Dickinson's commitment on Thursday... As we've discussed many times, it it feels like the portal is pretty much closed. There's still a few impact players, but today feels like a good day to just kind of sit back, take a deep breath, and say, hey, who are the winners of college basketball's transfer portal this spring? Who are the teams that got better? Who are the programs that made a difference in the portal? So after we talk Bronny James, we are going to go through the winners of college basketball's transfer portal and obviously, this could be updated in the coming week or so as the draft, uh, the portal deadline is coming. There may be more names enter. There may be more commitments, but it feels like a good time to do a portal winner segment. With that said, though, we'll get to the portal winners in a minute because let's get to the topic of the day. And the topic of the day, listen, like I said, you don't need me to beat around the bush on this one. I don't have to set it up. I don't have to tell you there was a secret commitment. Who could it have possibly been? No, you know exactly who I'm talking about as on Saturday, Bronny James, LeBron James Jr., the son of the NBA icon. You can love him. You can hate him. You can whatever. Bronny James made his college decision and ultimately to the surprise of no one, 
he commits to USC. I'm going to explain in a second why this makes sense. I'm going to explain why this was probably really the only realistic option. But Bronny James is headed to USC, and we now all of a sudden have another must-see team in college basketball next year. Worth noting, by the way, next year is the final year that USC is in the Pac-12. So listen, if the Pac-12 is going down in flames, and I think it is, they're going to go out with a bang if this is the last year of Pac-12 basketball, certainly as we know it with USC and UCLA leaving after the season. So we'll get into the impact of what it means for USC, the Pac-12, et cetera, momentarily. But before we do, I just want to kind of spend two, three minutes talking about who Bronny James is and who Bronny James is not. I know most of you aren't high school basketball recruiting experts. I am certainly not either. But again, I live in LA. I've seen him in person a bunch. Because of what I do, I've had a chance to really kind of see him through the years First time I saw him was as a freshman at Sierra Canyon when he was playing alongside BJ Boston and Zaire Williams, guys that are now in the NBA. And so what I want to do is just take a minute and tell you a little bit about Bronny James. Bronny James, five-star player in the class of 2023. Um, He is not his dad, but he is a really good basketball player. And I give him credit because the one thing I can say about the kid, and I don't claim to know him, I don't think anybody in the media really knows him because obviously the family has kind of kept him protected. But the one thing that I can say as an observer from a distance, this is a kid who has worked. This is a kid who has gotten better throughout his high school career. And I give him credit because you see this all the time and you see sons of former NBA players, whatever. And there are those that Maybe they don't really love the sport and they're just playing because their dad or their mom was a famous player. And then there are those that eat, sleep, and breathe the sport and want to do everything they can to reach their own potential, regardless of who their parents are. And that's who I believe Bronny James is. And that is what has been most impressive to me. He's a six foot three guard. Again, obviously, he's not six foot eight, six foot nine like his father, but six foot three combo guard and just a really good, smart player as it pertains to college basketball. Uh, Again, combo guard, can play on the ball, can play off the ball, can run your offense. Probably won't be doing that as much at USC as I'll explain in a minute. But smart player, gets others involved, understands the game at a really high level. One thing you could say about his father, his father is one of the smartest basketball players I have ever seen. And it is very much the case with Bronny, uh, who again, combo guard, 6'3", really talented player, And a player that, again, has gotten better as he has gone through the high school process, has developed, has gained more confidence, is kind of starting to grow into his body. Uh, And I expect him to have a really good year at USC. Now, it is worth noting, there are a couple things that Bronny James is not. One, again, he's not his dad. Nobody in the history of basketball really is quite like him. And two, I want to make one thing clear, and this is not a knock on this kid in any way, shape, or form. He is not the traditional five-star, one-and-done, can't-miss, come-into-your-program and immediately elevate your program and take it to another level. USC has been good before, and he's not even the best freshman in the USC recruiting class. That's Isaiah Collier, the number two player in America. And so I think that's worth noting. If you expect to turn on a USC game on a Thursday night with Bill Walton and Dave Pash at the Galen Center, and you expect Bronny to be going for 30 and 19 because that's what his dad would have done in college, that is not the case at all. And so it's actually, because of it, been a very interesting recruitment to follow from a distance. 
because there's been so many variables that are so unique about this recruitment that have made it really fun, really interesting to kind of just follow from a distance. Why USC always made sense. There were a few reasons why. One, and I think this is where one, one, obviously, look, the family's in LA and look, you're the son of LeBron James. Okay. You're not just going to go to, uh, it, this isn't a normal recruitment. You're not going to go to TCU or Purdue or Washington or Florida state. Like we all know, let's be honest. It was going to be one of a couple things. You're either going to be in LA. You're certainly going to be at a Nike school with respect to UCLA, which is a, well, I guess UCLA is a Jordan brand school. So with respect to whomever the best Adidas schools, the best Under Armour schools, you're not going to a place that isn't a Nike school when your dad has a lifetime contract. You're not going to some far outpost. And so to me, USC, Oregon, the big Nike school, Ohio State always made the most sense. But USC really even among those schools made the most sense for the for the reasons I just mentioned. It was always going to be a Nike school. It was always going to be a select few. And it was always going to be a place probably where, where the family can, again, keep a close eye on him. He is high profile. He is different. Uh, not in a bad way, just in a realistic way. And so it always made sense to keep him close to home. A couple more thoughts. One, by the way, I should mention the other reason it's a fascinating recruitment. I didn't even get to this is because I think most people think that Bronny is going to be a one and done in college. And, and this is maybe the most interesting part of the recruitment that I don't think has gotten enough coverage. LeBron, his dad has be. by the way, I don't think I need to keep saying his dad. We know who LeBron is. Okay. But LeBron has said very publicly, he wants to play with his son in the NBA. Remember LeBron James is about my age. Everybody, my age growing up, your favorite athlete, you had a couple, but Ken Griffey Jr. Was in the short conversation and LeBron James, a kid in Akron, like me growing up in Connecticut, he watched Ken Griffey Jr. take the field with the Seattle Mariners alongside his dad. So LeBron James has always said, that was what I grew up watching. I would love the opportunity to play alongside my son. And so we always expected Bronny to be a one and done. And because of it, that also added layers to the recruitment. So those are all the different reasons why USC always made sense. And now it'll be fascinating to see how he does in his one year at USC because again, I think most people assume he is going to be a one and done out after this year. Final couple thoughts. This makes USC the favorite in the Pac-12, okay? Because you, first of all, Pac-12 is going to be probably bad next year. And it's always been bad, but UCLA loses everybody. And right now I haven't seen one impact guy that they are bringing in that is going to change the face of that program. Arizona, I think they'll be okay. They added Jaden Bradley last week. They have Kylan Boswell. But USC should be considered the favorite. First of all, college basketball in 2023 right now is a veteran sport. Well, they bring back Boogie Ellis, a fifth-year senior, started his career um, started his career at Memphis, and he has developed into an all-conference-type player in his time at USC. He was a guy that could have gone pro, but he had the extra COVID year, 17.7 points per game last year, 38% three-point shooting. And if you're a casual college basketball fan that doesn't know much about the sport, you're going to tune in to see Bronny, but Boogie Ellis is going to be the best player on that team. Beyond that, USC is also bringing in the number one high school player at America in Isaiah Collier. Well, number two, depending on what service, but five-star kid originally from Georgia, family has ties to L.A., and he's coming to L.A. And so if you're looking for that one-and-done, top-five pick, difference-making type player, Isaiah Collier is the guy. 
Isaiah Collier is the guy worth watching. Now you add Bronny James. That is a lethal backcourt, a lethal three-headed monster, and I expect this team to be really, really good next year. They also got some big guys that that you know I think are only going to add to things in the coming season. Joshua Morgan is back for another year. Uh, on top of that, um, on top of that, the uh, the kid Vincent Iwachuku, if you remember, scary story there. Uh, had a, a heart condition, had to miss a big part of last year, but he's back. He's healthy. He's good to go, and we'll see how USC closes out in the portal. They lost two really key pieces to what I thought was going to be probably a top 15 team. Trey White and Reese Dixon Waters have both transferred. Reese Dixon Waters is committed to USC. Trey White, as I record here on Saturday, has not yet committed. So they probably need to add one more piece on the wing. They're in the hunt for Keyshaw Johnson, the transfer from San Diego State. So, yeah, they could do a transfer swap, basically, with San Diego State, Reese Dixon, Waters for Keyshaw Johnson. But I bring it up to say they should be the favorites in the Pac-12. And last thought, one, as I just said, the Pac-12 is going out with a bang next year. If, you're, if your conference is on its deathbed, no better thing to have than have Bronny James in your league. Two, I'll also say this. This is a big step for USC basketball, okay? And I live in L.A., and I'll be blunt. USC basketball, it's tough. It's a tough sell, right? The Lakers are good right now. USC football is good. The Clippers are good. UCLA has the history. And USC basketball is like they're I don't want to say they've struggled to find their niche, but this is just a program that never gets enough credit for how good they are. Well, now you have the high-profile Bronny James coming in and I think this is going to be a show. I think people are going to be excited to show out. Um and and again, USC has been looking for this kind of player to come in and really get people excited. Worth noting, a few years ago, they had Evan Mobley. Unfortunately, that was the COVID year. Fans weren't in the stands. I know for a fact they thought about trying to recruit LaMelo Ball because of the the excitement that he would have brought to the program. But unfortunately, you know, he decided to go overseas and there was questions over whether whether he'd be eligible anyway. But enough. Bronny James is a USC Trojan. And I'll tell you what, I cannot wait to watch. All right, so what I'll do, take a quick break. When I come back, we will discuss the transfer portal and the winners of the transfer portal through early May. Take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, we're getting back to the show in a minute, but before we do, I want to welcome back our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook in the Betfred Sportsbook app. The NBA playoffs are here and nobody has you covered quite like Betfred. By now, you know Betfred's story. Started in 1967 in the UK. Over 1,200 shops in the UK. They have since come to the United States and made a major splash. They are not only the presenting sponsor of the Aaron Torres podcast and all things Aaron Torres media, but also the Cincinnati Bengals, the Colorado Rockies, the Denver Broncos. And what I love about Betfred Sportsbook is that nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred. You've seen the Betfred Sportsbook suite at Bengals games. It is hopping. We have sent listeners of this show to Denver Broncos VIP tailgates. Betfred betters have thrown out first pitches at Colorado Rockies games. Again, nobody takes care of you like Betfred Sportsbook does, and here is what they are doing for the NBA playoffs. How about this for a deal? Bet $50 on any game, all playoffs long, get up to $1,111 in free bets. Here's how it works. Download the Betfred Sportsbook app, bet $50 on any game you automatically get $111 in free bets. But beyond that, here is what else Betfred does for you. 
They're going to give you up to $200 in insurance for the first five weeks that you're a Betfred customer. So maybe you make a bad pick. We all do. We've all been there. Trust me. You followed my picks in March Madness. It happens. So you bet 200 doesn't work out. Get 200 insurance for the first five weeks that you are a Betfred customer, equating up to $1,111 in free bets thanks to Betfred. Again, nobody takes care of you like Betfred does. Love working with them. They are the presenting sponsor of the Aaron Torres pod. Tell them Torres sent you. Download the Betfred Sportsbook app right now. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm back. Gonna be back. Gonna be back. Do want to. Switch gears, and by the way, I still can't believe you're getting a full Aaron Torres pod on a Monday, but this is what I do for the people, okay? No one can ever say I'm not a man of the people, but just talk Bronny James. Obviously, a couple big high school recruits still out there as I record here on Saturday. But also, with Hunter Dickinson's commitment last week, and I think we talked about it a little bit on the show, it does feel like, for the most part, the transfer portal is done. Now, to be clear, things can change, right? The NBA draft deadline is later this week. You could have players who are in the NBA draft decide to put their names into the transfer portal just to keep their options open. There's still a Grant Nelson that's available, Tyron Lawrence. There's still a couple pretty big names. But for the most part, the portal is kind of starting to quiet down, which again makes sense because most most schools have their players reporting back to campus late May, early June, to get ready for the 2023-2024 season ahead. So I bring it up because now feels like as good of a time as any to kind of go through and hit on my biggest transfer portal winners of the offseason so far. Again, always subject to change, but let's get to it, the biggest winners so far. My number one biggest transfer portal winner, winner, drumroll please, I think it could really come down to one or two teams. Kansas or Arkansas. But since Kansas got the number one player in the portal, the biggest difference maker, I will go with Kansas as the first and biggest portal winner of the offseason so far. And by now, you don't need me to tell you all about Kansas and Hunter Dickinson and what, but like there is something to be said. This is a guy. There, there, there was one guy in the entire portal that I believe, at least as of right now, now maybe something crazy happens, but there was only one guy up until this point that is a potential program-changing player in the portal, and that was Hunter Dickinson. And I think that, you know, some people say, oh, that's overstatement, blah, 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 blah. I mean, this guy's a 19-10, and 20-10 and 10 guy. 
I know Michigan didn't make the NCAA tournament this year, but they dealt with injuries. They were a young team. There was the weird thing where the coach's son was probably taking more shots than people would have liked, even though Jed Howard's a very talented player. But I just bring it up because this guy was by far the best player in the portal. And I do think he takes Kansas to another level being on their roster. They went from a very, very, very good team. Anytime Bill Self takes the court, he's going to have a team that's good enough to compete at the highest level. But now with Hunter Dickinson, I do believe that it changes the trajectory of the of the team. Potential Big 12 champ, potential Final Four team to, if they're not the national championship favorite, they're in the short conversation. That is what Hunter Dickinson brings. That is what he means to that program. And it's important to note, he's far from the only guy that Kansas brought in this offseason. They added Nick Timberlake, 17.7 points per game at 1,043% three-point shooter. I've said it many times. This was a guy that North Carolina wanted. This is a guy that UConn desperately wanted in a Jordan Hawkins-type role. Kansas was able to get him. And then they add Arterio Morris, a former McDonald's All-American, who played at Texas last year as kind of that first guard off the bench. So all of a sudden, three weeks ago, you're kind of sitting there saying, like, I trust Bill Self will figure something out. But is he going to have a roster on the floor that's good enough to win a national championship? Well, again, now they're the potential favorites, and I think they probably will be if they seal the deal with McKenzie and Baco, the five-star former Duke commit. Uh, as I record here, don't know exactly the status of him, but then Kansas has as good of a chance as anybody to get him. Let's get to the other team that I believe when we're talking about the best teams in the portal this offseason, you have to consider. And that's the team that is, since the portal became a thing, this has kind of become Eric Musselman's thing. And Eric Musselman in Arkansas once again clean up in the portal. This is a guy, again, dating back to the Nevada days, really used the portal almost again with his professional background, like a free agency type situation. And he has taken it to another level at Arkansas. This year, Arkansas added five players out of the portal who are all really, really, really good. Keon Menefield. All Pac-12 uh, freshman team guard last year, 10 points per game, 33% three-point shooting. They also added Tremont Mark, a two-way player out of Houston, about 10 points per game, really good rebounder for his size, really good defender for his size, super athletic, all of that good stuff. On top of that, they added Khalil, uh, excuse me, Khalif Battle, 21 points per game, two seasons at Temple can put the ball in the basket. They added L. Ellis, Louisville's leading score, 17 and a half points per game. And they added Jeremiah Davenport, a three-point shooter. What I like about this class more than anything, you look at the just, it's a lot of players. It's a lot of pieces. What does it all mean? How do they all fit? I don't know. Eric Musselman will figure it out. He always does. But what I really like about it, to be honest, is that it is a situation where basically all of these pieces, they all kind of do something to complement each other. Keon Menefield's the quick, beats you off the dribble guard. Tremont Mark, he's kind of the two-way aficionado, great rebounder for his size. He will be, I believe, the best wing defender that Arkansas has. L. Ellis, like I said, 17 points per game at Louisville. When he committed, we talked about this. He ain't going to get 17 at Arkansas, but he could probably get you 12 to 13 in a much more efficient manner. Khalif Battle, a little bit of a bigger guard, 6'5", 6'6", really, again, another two-way player. And then Jeremiah Davenport's your three-point uh, uh, shooter. So what I like about this class, it's not just about stockpiling bodies, but all the pieces kind of fit. And again, Eric Musselman always does a great job of putting together a roster that complements itself nicely. The other part I like about it is 
A lot of these guys are elite defenders. Tremont Mark has a chance, is an elite defender. Keon Menefield has a chance to be an elite defender. Everybody else has positional size and length. Really like this group. It is worth noting, there is one other portal guy that they are very much in the mix for, Grant Nelson, best player in the portal. If he does come back to college, he's currently testing the NBA draft waters. Do get the sense that it would prob- that Arkansas is in the mix. Now, are they a favorite? Would he go there? Arkansas has other pieces. I don't know. But I do think they are very much a factor. Arkansas at number two in my transfer portal winners. Let's keep it going. Number three in the portal winners. And let's head down to the ACC and the North Carolina Tar Heels. And let me say this for North Carolina. Listen, anytime we talk Carolina, it's a two, it's, it's, it's a it's a distinct conversation, right? Hubert Davis, to this point, there's a lot of peaks and valleys. Let's say that. Started his first season really, really, really bad then made a run to the national championship game. And then this season, it's not an exaggeration to say one of the most disappointing seasons in college basketball history, going from preseason number one to a team that turned down an NIT invite. So we can argue, or or it's not really even arguable that he's mostly been a disappointment as a head coach, but he is the head coach. And his job was to fix what ailed them last, last season when they missed the NCAA tournament. I think he did about as good of a job as he possibly could have. We've talked about it many times. It's clear that he is planning to build through Armando Baycott and RJ Davis. Caleb Love feels like he's getting a lot of the blame, fair or not. But you get Armando Baycott back. You get RJ Davis back. That is a big deal. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And then on top of that, you really fill out the roster nicely around them. R.J. Davis is a point guard. Well, what do you get? You get Harrison Ingram, former McDonald's All-American, 10.5 points per game at Stanford this year. He's kind of that hybrid 3-4. I think he'll play more of a 3, but could play a 4 in a in, in a in a small lineup if you want to go small. Cormac Ryan from the, the ACC, Notre Dame, 12.5 points per game. Only shot about 34 35% from 3 this year, but shot over 40% as a junior two years ago. On top of that, Paxson Wojcik. Bucket getter from the Ivy League in Brown. Now, he's not going to be a 20-point-per-game guy in the ACC, but can he get you 8 to 10 off the bench? He just might be able to. And then Jalen Withers, another big guy as well. And so, again, we can criticize Hubert Davis, the coach on the court, but he had a job to fill out that roster nicely around those guys. I think he did. Size, three-point shooting. Uh, Harrison Ingram's kind of a slasher that needs to work on that three-point shooting. But I'll tell you, you know, I put together all these two early top 25s. North Carolina, outside of Duke, they're as good as anybody in the ACC on paper. Now it's Hubert Davis's job to get them to live up to expectations. Let's keep it going. Let's go back to the SEC. How about those Tennessee Volunteers? Tennessee was a weird one. They did nothing for like five weeks. Just We're just hanging. What does it mean? All that good stuff. Are, are, are we good? Are we not good? Are we making moves? Are we not making moves? Well, then what happens? In like a three-day span, they got three guys. It wasn't three days. It was maybe five days they get three guys. The headliner, Dalton Connect, transfer Northern Colorado. 
Go watch film of this kid. This kid might be an NBA player, okay? 20.2 points per game at at Northern Colorado last year. 6'7", can make plays off the dribble, can shoot, can score, and he's another one. He's a guy that you put better talent around him. You put him in in where he doesn't have to do everything. He has a chance to be really good. Now, there's going to be an adjustment to the SEC, but I expect him to be good by the end of the year. And I know that this is a guy that, again, all you got to do is see who else was recruiting him. Indiana wanted him bad. North Carolina wanted him bad. And so the fact that he ends up at Tennessee, it shows you just how valuable this guy was and hopefully should add some scoring pop to a team that desperately needed it from a season ago. Beyond him, you had Chris Ledlam. We talked about him. He's from Harvard, about 18 and a half points per game, eight and a half rebounds per game. And Chris Ledlam, you know, he's kind of actually got that Grant Williams type body. Now, it's hard to expect him to to play like Grant Williams. Grant Williams, I I know he's a role player in the NBA. He was two-time SEC player of the year. So you look at Grant Williams and you look at Chris Ledlam, but can he have a similar role? Again, 10.6 rebounds, is that too much to ask? I don't think so. And then you add Jordan Ganey, the three-point shooter, son of an assistant coach, Justin Ganey. I think uh, Tennessee still has a piece or two to figure out. One of their freshmen, B.J. Edwards, just hit the portal. He should be be a priority for a lot of different schools, but Tennessee is in the mix. Let's keep it going. Give me one second here. Sorry, I dropped something on the floor. It's my pen. It's my trusty pen that I just dropped on the floor. Let's keep it going. Number five on my best transfers list. This is one that kind of crept up on me. You know who's had a really good offseason? The West Virginia Mountaineers. Country roads, take me home. Okay, I'll stop singing, but... Bob Huggins quietly, very good offseason. So they struck early with Kirk Creese, okay? And I think a lot of people, oh, Kirk Creese, I saw him at Arizona. He stinks. I'm not saying he's uh, John Wall or Derrick Rose or whoever. I can't think of another good, Anthony Edwards, okay? I get it. He's not. If he was, he'd be in the NBA right now. He's entering his fourth year of college basketball. But he is also a guy that, as a starter, as a junior, was a starter on a number one seed in the NCAA tournament, was a starter on a two seed this year, a team that won, what, like 50, 60-something games in two years? So don't tell me he's terrible. Now, he might not be able to be the best player on a national championship team, but can he be a contributor on a national championship contender? And I'm not saying West Virginia is, but can he be? Uh, Yeah, because we've seen it. Like, he's literally done it the last two years. On top of him, this was a big one. Jesse Edwards, six foot eleven from Syracuse. This was the kid that entered Syracuse. His dad basically bashed Syracuse on the way out. Was basically like, uh, "Yeah, you know, I don't think they're taking NIL very seriously over there." Now, to be fair to Syracuse, there is a situation where Jesse Edwards is an international student. They're limited in what they can do. But Jesse Edwards, this was a guy fourteen and a half points per game, ten and a half rebounds per game. Really good college basketball player, about two and a half blocks per game. I think he's going to thrive at West Virginia. And then recently they added a kid named Raekwon Battle. Okay, Raekwon Battle is a player who began his career at Washington, didn't really work out, went to Montana State where he blew up 17.5 points per game. Now he's going back to the Big 12, and I think that's a piece that's a very, very, very nice piece for Bob Huggins. Uh, I think they have a chance to be pretty good this year. Uh, It'll be interesting to watch them, but I think they have a chance to be pretty good. Let's keep it going. Number six, this is a team we've talked about. It's the Gonzaga Bulldogs, okay? And I've I've done my whole spiel about where is Gonzaga as a program and is it possible they take a step back and all that good stuff. But listen, 
Uh, Mark Few had to make moves in the portal this offseason, and Mark Few did make moves in the portal this offseason. Here is who Mark Few has added at Gonzaga this offseason. They have added uh, Ryan Nemhard. Listen, Ryan Nemhard, we talked a lot about him, okay? We talked a lot about Ryan Nemhard. This was a guy that was at Creighton. Again, another guy, two-year starter, a guy who basically Greg McDermott put the ball in his hands day one and said, go win us some games, and he did nothing but that. Enters the portal. It's an Arizona-Gonzaga recruitment. His brother commits to Gonzaga previously, or not commits. He played at Gonzaga for two years, and Ryan Nemhart now ends up at Gonzaga. On top of that, you have Graham E.K., the Mountain West preseason player of the year, was hurt this year, but two years ago helped Wyoming to the NCAA tournament, averaged about 19 points, nine rebounds per game. He's kind of got that Drew Timmy body and frame. think he does a good job replacing a lot of what Drew Timmy did. And so now you look at Gonzaga. They also added a kid named Steel Venters. Great name, by the way. Uh, Three-point shooter, played at Eastern Washington, probably about 20 minutes from uh, Gonzaga. Really good player. And you look at Gonzaga now. This is a team. They're in the top 20. They're going to win a lot of games. Don't know what their ceiling is. Maybe they add another piece or two. But for the most part, I like what they did in the offseason. And they went from a team that was like a fringe top 25-ish type team to a team that now I believe is good enough to compete uh, certainly for a 2-3 seed in the NCAA tournament. Don't know if they're national championship type good, but they should be really good. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's wrap it up with a couple others. Um, Florida. Let me give credit to Todd Golden and the Florida Gators. Everyone thinks, oh, Torres it crushes Todd Golden every chance he gets. Well, Todd Golden and the Gators did a really good job this offseason. And they were one. They weren't in the NCAA tournament, so they got a little bit of a head start. But they've got some real difference makers this offseason. The first guy that I want to talk about, a kid named Walter Clayton Jr. If the name sounds familiar, this was Rick Pitino's best player at Iona, okay? And when Rick Pitino left for St. John's, everybody assumed it was a done deal. This kid was going to St. John's. Instead, he's from Florida. Florida gets the visit, and Florida gets a commitment from this kid. 17.5 points per game, 43% three-point shooting. Listen, I know it was at Iona. If you shoot 43% at, at, at any level of college basketball, this is a guy that's going to be able to fill up the basket uh, at a place like Florida. They also added Tyree Samuel, big guy down low, about 11 points, nine rebounds per game at Seton Hall. Veteran player, wanted to weigh his options. He is going to be a really good power player in the SEC. Uh, Micah Hanlock, 10, uh, seven-footer from Marshall. 
great rebounder, about 10 boards per game last year, uh, about two and a half blocks per game. He's going to step into that Colin Castleton role. Cool thing about him, he's only a fr- he just finished his freshman year. So you're going to get him in your program and develop him over a two or three year stretch. He has a chance to be a really good college basketball player down the road. Also, EJ Jarvis, a wing that played at Yale, another really good player there. A couple other teams I want to hit on. Um, you know, one, Bama. Listen, Bama obviously took a little bit of a hit with Jaquan Walton, the kid that was committed, but two really good guards. Uh, Aaron Estrada, 20 and a half points per game this year at Hofstra, two time CAA player of the year. Colonial, that's the Colonial for people who don't know. Uh, and also on top of that, Latrell Reitzel, six foot six guard slash forward, should be a very valuable piece for Alabama. Alabama is waiting for a couple NBA draft decisions, but like the pieces that they added. And then finally, let me wrap by saying this. Oh, well, I should uh, two more, and they're related. The first is Texas. Let's give Texas credit. Uh, they've struggled in terms of uh, they've definitely struggled in terms of they've lost two five star players, Ron Holland and AJ Johnson, who were committed. A.J. Johnson's going pro overseas. Uh, Ron Holland, we'll see what he ends up doing. But I bring it up because they also have had some nice pieces out of the portal. Max A. Smith was the leading scorer in college basketball a few years ago, averaged 20 per game at Oral Roberts. They also added Caden Shedrick, a very nice piece, uh, very nice piece from Virginia. Now they just got to get Tyrese Hunter back, think they have the chance to be good. And speaking of Texas, their former head coach is now at Ole Miss. And listen, it's a work in progress, but Chris Beard, he's building a pretty good team down there now. They have a couple of nice pieces coming back. And then on top of that, they also added uh, Jamarion Sharp, the nation's leading shot blocker, seven foot five center the last two years at Western Kentucky. He was seven foot five the whole time, but the last two years he led college basketball and blocked shots. Brandon Murray, six foot six wing, played last year at Georgetown about 13 and a half points per game. Really like him. Austin Nunez, a young guard who played at Arizona State, who I think is good as well. Those are my winners in no particular order. Kansas, Arkansas. uh, Who else was that? Kansas, Arkansas. I also had North Carolina, West Virginia, Tennessee, Florida, Gonzaga, Alabama, Texas, and Ole Miss. All right, I think that's it for this episode of the Air Tour Sports Podcast. How about that? Like I said, was not planning on doing the full show today. What can I say? Torres loves you, baby. Torres wasn't going to let you down. And so you get your full show. If you're not subscribed to the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast, please make sure to do so. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure to subscribe. Also, make sure to rate and review the show. Go ahead, give us a quick five stars. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, all that good stuff. Make sure you're following on social media at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter, at Aaron Torres Pod on Instagram, Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com. Aaron Torres podcast questions at gmail.com. That is all for today's show. It is time for me to get out of here. Can't believe I just did a whole show. Where does the time go? I thought I was supposed to be away. Nope. Not today, baby. Does Torres take care? Did AT do it again or did AT do it again? That's all for today's show. Appreciate your support. I'm out. Shout out to Thor Craig. Shout out to Rachel, who hates my voice. Shout out to JJ Reddick. You have had unblock me, bro. I'll be back on next week sometime. New episode. Aaron Torres pop.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.